Hey everyone, welcome to this bonus episode of the DCL Dude Podcast. My name is Wes and I hope your week is going well so far. As you may have seen yesterday, which was Tuesday, October 12th, Disney Cruise Line announced its new itineraries for the first part of 2023, which now extends this cruise schedule into May of 2023. <laughs> I I have to admit, normally I'm kind of waiting for the, the new itinerary release with a, a high level of anticipation, but... I have just been so busy lately that it, it, it sort of it sort of snuck up on me. I'm a little uh, embarrassed to admit that, but that doesn't mean that I wasn't really excited about the news. And uh, I just wanted to hop on here and go through the new schedule and touch on some of the highlights. All of the new itineraries are now posted on the Disney Cruise website, along with the starting from prices for each stateroom category. So I don't know if you remember, they started showing those beginning prices back when uh, the booking window for the Wish was about to open, and they've uh, they've kept up with it on all the standard itinerary itinerary releases since then, which I think is a major benefit for people trying to figure out what they want to do on opening day. So a great addition to to the website, in my opinion. Um, Before we get to the itineraries, I want to once again remind you that my wife and I are Disney agents, uh, excuse me, Disney travel agents specializing in Disney Cruise Line vacations. If you're interested in one of these new itineraries, or really in any itinerary for that matter, please consider allowing us to book your cruise. We have some really great onboard credit rates to offer, which is you know essentially free money to spend on board. And if you book a cruise on one of these opening days, I'll add $50 on top of what we normally uh, provide. So there's a, a little extra incentive there. And uh, as a reminder, it doesn't cost you anything to work with a travel agent. So uh, if you're interested, send me an email at wes at mickeyworldtravel.com. The uh, the opening day booking windows are a little different than they've normally been. Um, we've gotten used to a, a Thursday announcement followed by uh, you know Monday through Thursday of staggered bookings, depending on your uh, Castaway Club status. But for this release, bookings open for Platinum Castaway Club members tomorrow. Um, so that's Thursday, October 14th. If you're listening to this and, and you're a Platinum Castaway Club member, your booking window for the early 2023 itineraries has likely already opened. Um, Gold Castaway Club members can begin booking on Friday, October 15th. Silver Castaway Club members, DVC members, and ABD insiders will have to wait until Monday, October 18th, and then general bookings won't open until Thursday, October 21st. So kind of a a strange schedule. Not really sure why the change, but I'm I'm sure there was a good reason behind it. Um, keep in mind that prices are usually the lowest on opening day, so it's probably the best time to book a, a Disney cruise if you're thinking about sailing in early 2023. Um, and you can always change your mind, too, later if something comes up. Uh, so it's it's pretty, pretty low risk uh, to book something on opening day. All right, let's get to the itineraries that were announced. The the last time new itineraries were, were released, I invited a few guests onto the show to get their reactions. It worked really well, and I, I had a lot of fun doing it. So I was planning to do it again this time, but the uh, I, I wasn't I wasn't necessarily prepared for a, a Tuesday announcement, so I wasn't able to gather the the full panel ahead of time. But thankfully, my friend Chris was able. Um, was available and, and kind enough to agree to come on and talk some Disney Cruise itineraries with me. So it ended up working out well. Uh, 
Chris was a guest on the last itinerary release episode uh, that I that we did, and I, I really enjoyed his insights. So I'm excited to talk to him and get his reactions to this release. So with that being said, Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks for for coming on again. Oh, I appreciate it. It's always great to be on the show. Big big fan, big fan of uh, of everything. Uh, the last few episodes have been amazing, and uh, we really enjoy them. And man, we're chomping at the bit. We haven't gone on a cruise yet since they returned. Uh, unfortunately, because the schedules, July is going to be our our first swing. But we are, uh, man. Every time there's news, we get more and more excited in this house for a cruise. So. For sure, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for the kind words, Chris. I really, uh, I really do appreciate it. And um, and um, you know, thanks for coming on. I, I'm really excited to to do this. So normally, when the uh, itinerary itineraries i have a hard time saying that word for some reason (laughs) but normally when itineraries are released we'll do kind of this is what each ship is doing but i was looking at the itineraries and um i i kind of wanted to do it a little different this time so we're going to look at the ports of call that um that disney cruise line is going to be sailing out of and just kind of you know we'll we'll highlight the itineraries uh talk about what the ships are doing and then just we'll, we'll go through kind of some of my reaction we'll get some of your reaction and uh, go from there. How's that? How's that sound? Perfect. Awesome. So we'll start uh, with the port of Galveston. So uh, this is obviously Galveston, Texas. Uh, the Magic will be uh, the only one sailing from Galveston in uh, the early part of 2023. So um, she'll be doing four, five, six, and seven night Western Caribbean cruises out of Galveston, um, and you know most of them visit Cozumel, uh, Progreso. Georgetown, uh, Grand Cayman, uh, and I, th- I think a couple of them go to Falmouth, Jamaica. So, um, what do you make out of the the cruises out of Galveston, Chris? Anything uh, jump out at you? Um, I, it's interesting to me. Some of them, uh, there's a six night out of Galveston uh, on the uh, the sixth of February where they're going to Cozumel and Costa Maya, which are really close to each other, mm. uh, and that just seems better suited for a five night than a a six night. It's a shame they're not picking up. I'm sure there's a scheduling conflict with picking up Grand Cayman or yeah. something along those lines. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I really notice, and it's kind of been in the news recently, is you know some of those Galveston trips or the New Orleans trips uh, have gone straight east towards uh, Castaway Key and Key West, and there's none of that in this release. And I, I'm sure maybe Key West has something to do with that. Um, yeah, so that's that's a great point, and that's one thing that jumped right out at me is that none of these um, itineraries visit Castaway Key, and I think the reason is because of of Key West. And my thought was, um, you know, if if it was going out to Key West and then on to Castaway Key, if you know if they eliminated Key West, would that um, give the ship enough time, you know, to go to Castaway Key and then come back and still, vi- you know, visit those other ports of call. And so I, 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 I completely agree that I think Castaway Key has, or excuse me, um, Key West has everything to do with uh, the fact that you don't see Castaway Key on here. So um, I just I think that's interesting, and and it's probably kind of a a bummer for people who like to sail out of Galveston because I know that's a pretty um, uh, popular port of call and the fact that they can't get to Castaway Key from from there is I think probably a, a big negative 
Um, the other thing that jumped out of me is just the fact that it's the magic that will be sailing out of, uh, out of Galveston and not the wonder, which is, you know, the ship that we typically are accustomed to see sail- sailing from Galveston. So, um, did you notice that Chris, did you have any thoughts on, on that? You know, I saw that I was trying to find something that said when the last time it was, maybe the magic had been to one of those ports. Um, I, I'm sure there are some coming in the, the, the itinerary set before this as they lead into it. Um, but yeah, it, I, I guess that goes to if, if you want to talk about it now, but there's a huge gap in the Wonders itineraries, yeah. right? And I, I guess this is as good time as any. Yeah, to sure, yeah. Um, yeah, so um, that's another thing that you know I noticed, and I know Chris, you noticed it too, because we were talking about it before. But the um, the Disney Wonder does not have any sailings scheduled um, from from I think mid October all the way through the end of March, and so that's a huge uh, gap in itineraries for the Disney Wonder. And um, Chris and I were kind of speculating before the show, <laughs> what is what does that mean? And uh, I, I think. Go ahead and Chris and, and talk about what you what, you, what your thoughts. Well, were worth on that. talking about, right? It's, yeah. it's one of two things. It's either Disney hasn't decided where it wants to put the ship. If it wants to, it, are the Panama Canal transatlantic cruises worth the squeeze? Especially with the rule set they have to follow this year, which is nobody under twelve on those cruises because they have to be vaccinated right. because of the cruise, right? Or is it that it's about to go in a dry dock? Because Disney doesn't need it to come back to the Caribbean for the uh, winter and s- spring anymore. And they're going to do something like an aqueduct or something like that where it would be – the ship would then be too wide to go through the canal and would no longer meet the specs for it. Much like the others don't because they have some of those right. enhancements. And it it, it it stays on the West Coast as a result. Um, it, it, it's one of the two, I guess. Or, or we'll be surprised and they'll wedge it in somewhere uh, – uh, and they'll release those later. Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting, and it's kind of fun to speculate what it you know what it means. And obviously, we won't know until Disney Cruise Line um, uh, makes an announcement. But the other thought that I had is you know the the dream will be sailing out of Miami. You know, we'll doing Bahamian and West and Caribbean. The wonder, or excuse me, the magic will now be sailing out of Galveston and um, in New Orleans, which we'll talk about next. The Wish is now online doing um, Bahamian cruises. So it's there's a lot of um, Disney Cruise passengers in that kind of region, and and to bring the wonder over there as well, just f- feels like it's kind of flooding the area, and maybe there's not enough demand. So, um, I think that could play into it as well. They could also be waiting on Fort Lauderdale. Maybe there's a yeah. window where we can sail out of there. I know sometimes sailing out of the different ports matters. Uh, I, some of the larger cruise lines run, you know, more than five ships in one region. Right during the course of certain parts of the year. So uh, maybe that's a part of it as well as how, where do they home port it out of and what works for, you know, obviously what works for their business, what's going to give them the most bang for the buck. Um, yep. Maybe they're waiting to see how successful San Diego is. Yeah. Yep, for sure. So definitely uh, something to keep an eye on. We'll we'll continue to watch out for that uh, that time frame for the Disney Wonder. Um, the next port of call that uh, I want to talk about is New Orleans. And I, I was I was 
sort of wondering before the uh, the itineraries were announced whether Disney Cruise Line would be visiting New Orleans again. Um, but, you know, the, it was on the schedule. I think there are, you know, there's a handful of cruises, cruises leaving out of, departing out of New Orleans. It's on the Disney magic again. Um, it's all Western Caribbean cruises, and they are only visiting uh, ports of call in Mexico, and there's uh, two cruises that visit Grand Cayman. So it's it's Mexico, the Grand Cayman, and then Days at Sea. So uh, what are your thoughts on those cruises, Chris? So I'm going to not to – we're going to get back on the horse that is the wonder and just talk about like, man, they did a beautiful job with Tiana's place. And I think part of that was where the cruise line was going yes. with, the, with the wonder being out of, uh, uh, and it's a great point. Yeah. Such a, a lot of money spent on the PR about the, the wonder sailing from new Orleans when it did a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And now that connection is kind of, kind of broken. I don't think it's going to take anything away from the experience that is Tiana's place or the experience of cruising out of New Orleans. Yeah. But there was certainly a synergy there that I think they appreciated and probably uh, customers appreciated as well. Um, For sure. Other than that, I think that these are, because of New Orleans, because of the t- uh, uh, the location of where it is compared to Galveston, I think most of these itineraries make sense. Um, and I, I'm not even going to begin to understand the math on why Disney decides to like put six nights next to three nights or (laughs) next to five nights and how they do that to get the ship where they want it in the end. Right. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. My, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't have a lot to say about the cruises leaving out out of new Orleans, except that, you know, it's obviously the, the Disney magic's first time sailing from new Orleans. So, you know, that's, you know, kind of a big deal. And then again, no visits to Castaway key on, uh, on any of these cruises. So, um, you know, I think it'd be hard to get over to Castaway Key leaving from uh, New Orleans. And I think there was one itinerary in 2022 that was a six night that went out there. But again, that one stopped at uh, at uh, Key West on the way over. And actually just today they announced that uh, that they, they took those ports of call away. So um, just Mexican, Mexican cruises uh, out of New Orleans. All right, let's go to uh, Port Canaveral. And <clears throat> so there will be two ships sailing out of Port Canaveral, which, you know, we obviously were expecting and uh, and knew about. Uh, it's the Wish, and it'll be the Fantasy. And I was, <laughs> I don't know, it, silly me for being excited to see what uh, Disney Cruise Line was going to do with the Wish in, you know, early 2023, because uh, it was just a complete letdown so the the disney wish will be taking over for the disney uh, dream who will be uh home porting permanently in miami and uh so the wish will be sailing three and four night bahamian cruises from port canaveral <clears throat> and the thing that jumped out of me right away on on this itinerary release was just that how standard these itineraries are every single one of them uh, is the exact same so it's the three nights are um a day in nassau then a day at castaway key and the four nights are a day in nassau a day at castaway key and then a day at sea so <laughs> there is um absolutely no uh mixing in uh you know a different uh port day or uh, you know a day at sea there are no castaway key double dips which i was kind of uh, disappointed about. I thought maybe we'd see one or two on the wish. Um, but anyway, what were your thoughts on, uh, the, the, the schedule for the wish? Uh, it, it is, the, it's the new dream, right? Yeah. For them. It holds more customers and is just that revenue kind of 
keep it moving, keep it going. Right. Um, you know, my favorite, uh, our, our favorite sailing on the dream is a double dip. That was a five night, uh, after we did a, a little land and sea in 2018. Uh, and, uh, there are no double dips out of Port Canaveral, uh, in this release for either of the, you know, for any of the ships. Right. There's one double dip for the dream out of Miami, but we'll talk about that, the dream later, but yeah. no, uh, no double dips. Very like it's, it's dream vanilla. And it's, uh, I think <laughs> yeah. that's, I think we had to expect that that was going to come from one or two of the new ships. Yeah. Uh, we may see with that schedule and that cadence and the one week cadence of the fantasy, we may see them now that they have that cruise terminal that's been updated, they can push two ships. They could push three ships out of that one terminal easily on that cadence of a three and a four night and a seven night, uh, and then one on a seven night that, uh, I imagine we'll see more of this. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and so, you know, I don't, we'll move on from the wish and talk about the fantasy. The, the fantasy has mostly standard itineraries from Port Canaveral. The ones that were, um, you know, we've been accustomed to seeing, uh, it's the, the Eastern Caribbean cruises and the Western Caribbean cruises. The majority of the Eastern stop at Tortola and St. Thomas, uh, and Castaway Key, obviously there's a couple that visit, uh, Tortola and San Juan. We've seen a few of those mixed in, uh, in the past couple itinerary releases, um, the Western Caribbeans visit Cozumel, Grand Cayman, Jamaica, and Castaway Key. So all pretty standard. Um, the big surprise and big news, I think, out of this entire itinerary release was the eight-night Bermuda and Bahamian cruise uh, departing from Port Canaveral on the Disney Fantasy. So uh, that one... I think, I don't know the port days, but, um, you know, or excuse me, the schedule of how, you know, how, how the days go, but it'll spend two days, uh, in Bermuda, then it'll go to Nassau and also Disney Castaway Key. So really cool itinerary. I've, I've actually already had a, a, several people ask me about that itinerary. So I, I think it's going to be really popular and just, I love to see these new kind of creative itineraries that, that, that no one really expects. So what, what, what were your thoughts on that, Chris? Um, so I, I echoing exactly what you said about that Bermuda Bahamanian. The first thing when I saw that one is I looked at the my wife's schedule, my schedule, and the itinerary to see if I could make it work for us. Unfortunately, it's not gonna not gonna work for us. Uh, but it looks like it's gonna be a beautiful cruise. Um, I would just like to point out, and, and the Western ones are. That's a cruise that uh, Disney's done for a long time with the Fantasy yep. for that Western itinerary. Um, it's so great seeing that Disney's regularly back at Tortola. If you've not been to Tortola or been on a cruise that's taken you through there, the baths there, uh, are st- that's still one of our favorite, uh, uh, port adventures we've ever been on. So, um, that's a beautiful place to go. If someone, if you're even thinking about going like that's like, go on that itinerary and I'll tell you the ones with San Juan even look more enticing. We sailed out of San Juan once, uh, I want to say it was in 17 and, uh, San Juan, the old San Juan area, the forts that are there. Um, that's a Puerto Rico is a beautiful place, beautiful Island. Those itineraries look amazing. Uh, and the dates actually, now I'm looking at the March one. So we may talk, um, that that's a beautiful, uh, that, that would, that's going to be a great cruise. And then it has Castaway Key. Yeah. The other thing that's real nice about the ones that go East instead of West is you get one more day at sea. 
That's right. One more day, one more day at sea, and those are that, that makes it for a much more relaxing, chill trip than uh, the westerns, in my opinion. Agreed. Yeah, well said. Um, that I agree a hundred percent. We also had the pleasure of sailing out of San Juan, probably the same as you. Was that on a Western Caribbean? I'm excuse me, a Southern Caribbean, Chris. Southern Caribbean yeah. uh, in seven. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So same with us, and and we loved San Juan. We actually got to spend a whole day there after our cruise, um, and uh, it's just, yeah, like you said, it's a it's a beautiful island. It's a really fun port to um, to stop in. So yeah, those are I really like those itineraries. All right, let's go a little bit south to Miami. So the Dream will be settling into her new home in Miami and will be ex- sailing exclusively from Miami uh, during this uh, part of the schedule. Uh, Five-night Western Caribbean cruises and four- and five-night Bahamian cruises. So pretty much the same ports of call that we've already talked about. I don't, um, you know, there's, there are, are no new ports of call that the Dream will be visiting um, the one highlight for, you know, for sailings out of Miami is that one Castaway Key double dip that you mentioned, Chris, uh, that one is departs on April 10th. And I don't know, just my, one of the things I always look for, uh, when there's a new itinerary release is the Castaway Key double dips. And so there's only one this time around, but I was thinking about it and with, you know, they're going to have three ships they're going to be visiting castaway key regularly now so you know there's not a whole lot of time extra time for (laughs) for ships to be making multiple calls on um on castaway key within the same sailing so i think that's probably the reason why we're you know not seeing many castaway key double dips um but also i think they try to keep them exclusive as well i'm sure that keeps uh you know with three different ships hitting Castaway Key, like you said, uh, pretty regularly in this itinerary release, there's there's got to be a cadence for the island, right? You got to be able to right. reset the island. You have to be able to reset uh, your staff and your crew and look out for their resilience with their time. And you know, I'm sure back to back to back to back to back days can be very tough sure. on uh, uh, the cast that's on the island there. Yeah. Uh, so I- I'm sure that. Uh, uh, they're stopping there as often as they can. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, uh, I, I guess it, what this does point out is Disney does have a need for that second island. For with sure. The with the expansion of the fleet coming. Yep, so, yep. agreed. Yeah, Castaway Key is going to be getting a lot of use. And like you said, the upkeep, I th- I'm sure, is going to be um, pretty, you know, it's going to be a lot of work. So. That you know, the more they can spread people out, the better. Um, the thing that jumped out to me, just as a you know ha- having a thought on the sailings from Miami, so you don't see any um, cruises on the Magic from Miami, and now typically this time of year is when you see those Marvel Day at Sea cruises, and those have always been on the uh, Magic, and as far as I know, they've always been from Miami. Um, <laughs> you raised a question before we got on the show about whether they've done a Marvel Day at Sea. Um, from New York, and I, I, I can't remember whether they've done that or not. But th- it just seems like a massive missed opportunity. They should, you know, definitely incorporate that into the schedule. But, but so my, my, I'm wondering: is the dream now going to take over those Marvel Day at Sea cruises? Because hopefully they're not going to just go away. Well, so if you think about uh, those, think when we think about where the Star Wars Days at Sea land and the Marvel Day at Sea. Uh, where those events land, 
they kind of fill in the gaps for the cruise industry where it has breaks, right? So it is, it's the food and wine festival at sea, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yep. Food and wine festival or the garden festival or some of the run Disney events to try to draw crowds during low times, right? Yeah. So when we think about that, moving the dream to Miami, if Miami is key to the Marvel Day at Sea experience for Disney because they can reload ship with props and merchandise yeah. and all the things that go along with it, uh, having more more rooms or more space on the boat, it makes sense to try to do that on a dream versus a magic. Sure. Yeah, I I definitely can't see them doing it out of Galveston or out of um, out of New Orleans. So, I it it feels natural that the dream will now you know take over those Marvel Day at Sea cruises, which um, which is kind of cool. Um, so that brings us to our final um, port of call, and that is San Diego. And so, like I mentioned before, there are only cruises on the schedule in April and May of 2023. And those are all departing from San Diego on the wonder. Um, there are three, four and five night Baja cruises and, and only one seven night Mexican Riviera cruise. So, um, that's the only opportunity to sail out of San Diego so far in 2023. Um, you know, like I, like we talked about before, the, the, the biggest thing that jumped out of me was just how few cruises there are on the Wonder on this itinerary release. Um, what about you, Chris? Anything else jump out at you? Uh, no, but looking at it, I have seen lately, uh, and uh, maybe you've seen it as well. It looks like Disney's canceled a couple of Cabo uh, intended stops for Ensenada, and I don't know if that's storm-related or for another reason where they've redirected some of their cruises. Mm. Uh, we're kind of late in the storm season, so I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure. So just interesting to see. Um, the, the seven night is the one that looks the most interesting to me out of all of them. Um, but I, I, I get what they're during this season that we're in right now that they're putting out itineraries for those three and four nights are more likely to get bikes from people taking a long weekend or trying to line up some type of holiday with a, a spring break or a midwinter break that they're maybe their family's having. So, um, the wonders, the ship I want to get back to most, it was our first two cruises and we haven't been on it since. Um, yeah, same for, same for us. I mean, um, I sailed on the wonder a few times, you know, several times in my early cruising days, but I haven't been, uh, on it since we sailed to Alaska and that was years ago. So yeah, we're, we're also uh, anxious to get back on the wonder as well. Yeah. I'd like to get back to it. Um, right now with what's out there and what I imagine that they'll continuing to be putting out there, uh, based on seeing this cadence, uh, it, the next time I'm on the Wonder will probably be when we decide we want to go to Alaska again. Yeah. Yep. So. Makes sense. All right. So that is the full rundown of, of all the new cruises on the schedule. We went through every port of call. Um, Galveston, New Orleans, Port, uh, port Canaveral, Miami, and San Diego. So any final thoughts, anything that we didn't uh, touch on, Chris? Um, no. Uh, I mean, again, that eight night on the Fantasy up to Bermuda looks absolutely amazing yeah um that's cool i i i I hope they do more of that i just i like i said i really like just creative itineraries that you know 
it feels like they you know Bermuda is very popular they you know people like it it's I, this is probably not the case but it feels like Disney is acknowledging how popular it is people haven't been able to go there because they've been you know have all the cruises have been canceled so um, you know scheduling something that's a little unique a little creative and so I, I just I really I really like that itinerary and I hope they do more more of that particular itinerary and more things like that where they're mixing up you know mixing up the ports of call. I think on that same note, though, that's why I miss seeing a Southern Caribbean itinerary. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Release, right? Like those are sometimes when we see those like St. Lucia, the when my wife and I first started watching uh, the itinerary releases was when we caught uh, the Southern Caribbean trip that we wanted to go on. And St. Lucia was what popped out to us most about that trip. You know, some of those unique stops that Disney doesn't make all the time. Uh, it's part of the reason why we wanted to try to get a Key West in. And unfortunately, I think, uh, pun intended, the ship has sailed on that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, nice. So, uh, but uh, the the that stop looks, that cruise looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see as Disney adds other ships to the region. Uh, are they going to take on some smaller stops like uh, Turks and Keiko or Curacao again or some yeah. of the other spots that are great in the Caribbean? Uh, uh, but I, I know a lot of those ports probably require a smaller ship. So yeah. um, do they get more creative with the magic in the future? We'll, we'll, uh, we'll see. Yep. Definitely remains to be seen. Um, all right, that's uh, that's it, Chris. Thank you so much for doing this, especially within the you know the short time frame uh, that you had, uh, you know, the sh- on the short notice. I really appreciate it, and this was fun. I, I like, I enjoy doing this, so I uh, appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thank you. It's always great being on, and uh, like I said, we love the show. It's uh, it gets regular play every uh, you know every week, every other week in, I, in our so. I appreciate that. Thanks, Chris, and don't forget about the the booking windows. I. I uh, uh, outline those at the beginning of the show so uh, if you want to uh, take advantage of opening day pricing uh, make sure you get in on one of those days so uh, Chris thanks again and uh, I'll talk to you again soon all right thank you all right as a reminder you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL dude or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DCL dude podcast Please feel free to ask a question, leave a comment, drop a note, or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes and leave a review. Of course, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening. (laughs) 